Hi, my name is Juju, and welcome to the Go Deep, where we're going to do just that. Go deep inside your brain. Go deep, go deep, go deep inside your brain. This is a self-exploration podcast. I'll be here speaking with professionals who specialize in different methods of discovering your sense of self, whether that's physical, psychological, or spiritual. Together, we'll be going real deep to bring to the surface new perspectives and mind-opening material to enrich your experience of life. A lot of this is going to be lesser known and unconventional because I'm lesser known and unconventional. And probably so are you. So happy to have you on this journey. Get ready to go deep. Go deep, go deep. Welcome back to the show. Today's podcast is all about bringing more joy and happiness into your life. I think we could always all use a little bit of a top up of that. I interview Courtney Krulis, who is a joy architect probably the best title I've ever heard. She is a published author and a neuro-linguistic programming or NLP practitioner. NLP studies the way our thoughts affect our behavior. It looks at the ways our brains interpret the signals they receive and how these interpretations affect what we do. She is also the co-creator of the Rise Disco, which uses dance to access and enhance your joy. And last but not least, she is the creator of Pick Me Up Cards, which provide you with daily affirmations to start the day right. In the episode, we speak about practical tips on how to experience life a bit more joyfully in the day-to-day. You are definitely going to want to stay till the end, as Courtney does a very special guided dance. This is to give you a little taste of what Horizon Disco is all about. And it is just so much fun with some sick beats by my friend Pat Byrne, aka Beso Palma. So stay till the end to experience that one. Now, without further ado, it's time to go deep with Courtney. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat to you about all the things. Yeah, so today's topic is joy. (laughs) And usually I start off with kind of why we're here. Um, So to start, I want to bring some more joy to the listeners' lives. Great. And I was actually talking to my sister earlier about you because I was saying I was going to um, record a podcast today and we were talking and I said that you just being around you, your energy is so infectious, <laughs> like your happiness just exudes. And then I feel like people take that on as their own joy. <laughs> so I think even just having you on the podcast and all of your positive and happy and warm energy will be an addition to these lovely listeners ears. Perfect. So then we can probably just finish the podcast now. Yeah, yeah so we're done. Receive, we're done. Quickest podcast ever, and you are now joyful. Woo! Sending energy. <laughs> sending the joy. Sending the joy, joy, joy. <laughs> Why don't we start with 
who you are, what you do, and your mission. Great. So my name is Courtney Krulis, and what I do is a number of things uh, all centered around bringing more joy to the world. I know I was put on this mission. I was put on this earth to spread joy. So that is my mission. Um, and I do that through dance. Um, so I run Rise Disco, which is a Monday morning movement. So motivational movement to start your week off on a high, because I think a lot of people have this attitude towards Monday, which is, oh, Monday, you know, Monday blues. And oh so instead God. it's like, what happens if we switch that to be like Monday fun day? Mm -hmm. And we all woke up and danced and brought more joy to the week how that would elevate your state and then change the rest of your week. So that's one thing that I did. And that is so true, just to jump in, because I think we all have the Sunday scaries mm -hmm. uh, and all anxiety about what Monday is going to bring. And I've been to one of your Monday silent discos on the beach in Tamarama, and I was so lit up and so ready for the day after that. Yeah. Just like letting it all out, being at the beach, dancing like crazy. And then I was like, oh, Monday can be like this. I don't have to be like in fear every Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just changing, you know, before we spoke a lot about mindset. And it's like when we can flip the story a bit, um, it changes our life. For, so if we can make the Monday really be about joy, how that will translate into the rest of your week. So that's one thing that I do. Mm -hmm. The second thing is I'm the author of Pick Me Up Cards, which are daily affirmation cards or empowerment cards to bring more joy to your day. And they kind of, I was really inspired by a lot of other affirmation cards that were out on the market, but I wanted to make them more joyful, like that every card actually made you feel great. Hence the name Pick Me Up. Because um, sometimes you can get those cards where it's like doomed. You're like, oh no, it's like no one wants to read that. Like, so that is true. not helpful. <laughs> so true. So I was like, scrap all those cards, but don't tell you good things because everything we read is going into our unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, even the newspaper, we open it up and there's negativity and it just like creates this world of negativity because we are everything that we see think and surround ourselves with mm -hmm. so pick me up cards are designed to bring more joy to your day uh, and then i also um, run corporate workshops all on wellness all on joy um, and cacao is something i'm deeply passionate about too so spreading um, the message of cacao through ceremonies through selling cacao um, which is an amazing heart opener. It's a medicine used by the Mayans and many ancient traditions. And my vision is really to get rid of coffee and replace it with cacao to allow you to feel that buzz that you still get from coffee, but um, to feel more open and loving as, mm. the, as the medicine has shown um, yeah, in many ancient traditions. So, yeah. And cacao is basically like the raw chocolate? Raw it's actually chocolate? a different plant. It's different? Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, cocoa and cacao beans are different beans. Yeah. I had no idea, but they taste so much the same. They taste similar, yeah. It's like, but yeah, very different properties. And, uh, and it's like the most purest form as well, the cacao. Okay, good to know that I've been sp spreading fake news this whole time. Everyone's like, what's cacao? I'm like, it's chocolate. <laughs> it's like a healthy chocolate. <laughs> yeah, different, but similar. Yeah. Do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Yes. 
Yeah, I don't have many clients. It's not my. I was in the past doing that a lot more. I'm a um, master NLP practitioner, so I do do healing and coaching and stuff. But I realized more recently that like my power is in the one to many. You know, I can't. I couldn't possibly. I, I know I'm here to serve, and I can't mm-hmm. possibly do. You know, have one to ones with every single person. So if there's someone that's sort of ready for the level of coaching that I operate on, then I'm a yes for. But um, I'm very specific with who I work with and you're so community driven right yes so that's kind of how this is all coming together it's like you're creating a community yes yes to rise to elevate that's so great um now why so passionate about joy so I think that joy when we're in this or actually I know with joy when we're in a better state and you'll probably have this experience before everything everything that used to worry you doesn't seem to matter anymore so you know when you're having those really shitty days and it's like your problems seem so big and you can't see any creative solution when we flip the switch and step into joy and elevate our state you can almost look at your problems from a higher vantage point and see more creative solutions around your problem and so i am such an advocate of like just getting into joy and play because you, as a child, you just start to see those more creative paths forward and out of the problem. So it expands your perspective. It gives you a different, um, yeah, high vantage point from which to see life. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're in a positive mood. Well, I know when I'm positive or when I'm in a good mood, I'm not as easily frustrated. Mm. So I guess, or when I'm feeling negative or moody or kind of tired I could feel easily frustrated and annoyed with people yeah like that's a me thing I know it's me um but then when I'm positive or feeling joyous I don't things don't really bother me as much yeah and the world feels so much more expansive in that state of joy it's like anything's possible in joy you know you got all these ideas and you feel so like yeah, that feeling of anything is possible, as opposed to I think when you're feeling really stressed and small, the world feels really small and dark mm-hmm. and hard. So, and I think we've been living in a time of that for so long, especially with COVID and everything. It's now like, great, we've experienced the darkness. Now it's time to like get to the light. And I also know, well, you know, they say the only way to penetrate the darkness is through the light. And so, yes, there's going to be dark times that come through. Yes, things happen. Life gets in the way and not everything is rainbow sunshine all the time. But if you can come and into that state of joy, you can actually move through those dark times. Mm, that's interesting because I think, and especially when I noticed when I went to New York, there's a lot of darkness there still. It was a rough time during COVID for sure. Yeah. Um, everyone is struggling a little bit in terms of um, mindsets and mental health because it's just been pretty dark. What would you say then for someone who's gone through something like that or someone who's in kind of a negative headspace? Yeah. So it's doing the things that you know bring you joy. Like I could say come to a disco, but it's like sometimes that's not even available for someone. They're struggling to get out of bed. And so when you're in that really dark place, it's what's like one thing that could spark joy in your life. And that could be a flower. It could be, you know, putting on one song and just like allowing yourself to move in your own bedroom. It could be 
whatever, so many things. I think that's what's great about the concept of joy is that everyone's joy is different Mm -hmm. and it's our own responsibility to find what are those things that spark joy and how can I bring that to my day. So there is no prescription. You have the blueprint for joy for yourself and you have that medicine inside of you to create that. It's just about doing things a little bit differently and finding the things that bring you joy and then making a routine, making that a routine for yourself. Mm, so you really have to bring awareness to it then yes. on how you feel when you're in your day-to-day and notice when you're feeling joyous, whether it, whatever it is, yes. and then focus on that. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of it's like rewiring our brain for positivity because I think for the past two years, we've been wired to look at all the bad things that are going on in the world and there's been a lot of fear that's been implanted and so it's about shifting that mindset as you said um, and that creates awareness that creates that we need a practice in order to get to that Um, but it's our responsibility so what is it that brings you joy and that let that question just sit and land and you know, you know what brings you joy. Remember what it was when you were a child that made you feel like so playful and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't, if you don't have an anchor for what joy is now, go back to a time where you felt really joyful. What is it that you did that created that state? It seems to like this um, finding joy is for you. It's not finding joy in another person. Yes. Right? Yes. So this is like what can bring you joy, you yourself, without being like, oh, this person brings me joy. Let me go hang out with them. Yes. The internal reference of joy. Mm. Exactly. Okay. Cool. And sometimes it is like I want to be around community. People give me joy. Or like when I dance in a group, like I get a lot of joy dancing around my own house, but I get so much more joy dancing in community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing is that we are actually wired for connection. Mm -hmm. We're wired for community. And because we've been in isolation for so long too, a big part of our joy has been squished. And so now it's about take that joy out into the world and spread that light with someone else because it'll have this ripple effect of, you know, the joy generation. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) And you mentioned play. Yeah. So what do you mean with play and how can people embrace playfulness? Yeah. So playfulness, I think it's really getting outside of your comfort zone of what you normally do and allow yourself to do things a little bit differently. But a play, I feel like joy and play kind of come together a little bit. But with play, like what did you love to do as a child in terms of play? And maybe it is going to a playground and then giving yourself permission to be on a swing again and remembering that feeling. Or um, for me, I like to do you know wacky Wednesdays. I'll always do something a little bit weird. And it's like, it's in my calendar. It's like, oh, gotta be silly today. And so it just, it's like this reminder to be playful because again, a lot of when we're thinking outside the box and we wanna bring more creativity to our work, It's about playing. Um, You know, Google even have like, you look at their offices, the way they're set up, it's also designed for play. They've got the, all these weird things, not weird, epic, amazing, creative (laughs) things. I say weird because it's like, it's out of the ordinary. But actually even that is exactly what our society does. That's weird. Mm -hmm. We put these labels on it, like I just did and caught myself Mm -hmm. because it's not normal. But actually if we don't, if we want to express our uniqueness and we want to bring different things to the world, then we have to like bring on that other side of us that isn't so in the box. Mm -hmm. So 
outside of the box is where the, the creativity is, that's where the play is. And so to create those new neural pathways for you to access your creativity, it, I believe it comes through play. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about creating neural pathways. Yeah. How, what is that yeah. to explain it for everyone? And then how do you do that? Yeah, so our neural pathways, I don't actually, to, to if I'm completely honest, I don't know when they're like set in stone, if that's a thing. But I think from the ages of zero to seven is when our unconscious mind, all our programs are being written. And I think that's when a lot of the neural networks in the brain begin to become fixed almost. And so we have a way of thinking about, oh, this is how this is done. This is what this means. This is what, you know, all the labels are created. This is how I create love in my life. And so there's neural networks that are kind of sparked and they, constantly evolving yes and growing and you can create new networks but mostly we're operating off an operating system that we designed when we were young mm -hmm. um, and so to rewire that means you have to do things differently from the way you've always done them uh, and that starts with awareness being like oh I don't like the way I'm showing up in this way okay what can I do to change it mm -hmm. and then finding ways to anchor that in your body for like oh that was really good I really enjoyed it. I'm going to redo that again because that really worked for me so you start mm -hmm. to create a new pattern for anything you want in your life yeah like um, if you're afraid of something kind of and you, it's kind of like if you expose yourself to it a little bit at a time, then you can create a neural, a new neural pathway. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I'm afraid of heights. Okay. So there's something in your brain that says heights equal danger equals I will die is like the network that's going on. Mm -hmm. So instead it's like, okay, I'm afraid of heights. If you can go into a little bit and test yourself a little bit to be like stepping onto a ladder. And then it's like, oh, I feel safe. And can you hold yourself in that moment, even when you're feeling that little bit scared to be like, I am safe, I'm okay, this is gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Then that pathway is developed, it's kind of like the the trigger, whatever you wanna call it, that network is like, oh, okay, it goes a different mm -hmm. way now. And so you can start to build those new neuro networks for connection, for play, for joy, for all the things that you want. Mm, another good one that I think a lot of people will relate to is public speaking. Yeah. A lot of people fear public speaking. Yes. I personally love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just love it. Like, I just feel good when I'm public speaking. But I know that a lot of people don't feel good. Yeah. Like, I've, ha I've worked with plenty of people who are just like, I don't want to public speak. They do anyway. Yeah. And w that's one of those things that... I mean, if you're working in an environment where you need to public speak, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. And every time you go up... And every time it goes smoothly, mm. a new neural neuro neuro yes. network like fuses, and then you're like, okay, actually that was fine. Yes, that was totally fine. Yeah. And then the more that you do it, the more that you feel good up there, yes. and then you're not as nervous. Yeah. Another tip for for anyone that's listening that is a public speaker is this concept, and I use it all the time with my one-on-one -on -one clients, is this concept of I choose. So. If you're feeling really nervous and you're like about to go on stage, like, oh my God, I feel so sick. I'm about, and it's like, I, you can choose to make that mean, oh my God, it's going to be so bad. Or you can be like, oh my God, I choose for this feeling inside my belly to be these butterflies that are going to come out because I'm going to transform everyone in this audience. So thank you to these butterflies in my belly. Can't wait for you to come through and transform my audience. So you get to make any message mean anything. So if there's pain, oh, I choose for it to be this. And so changing your narrative allows you to use everything that you've got in front of you to mean 
something that's going to benefit you. I love that. That is so good. I'm going to use that one. Great. And, um, oh, another thing that I've been, I feel like it's a little bit cheesy, but anyway, at work with my team, I've been telling them, you know, we face challenges all the time, like roadblocks, all these things. But if we approach it with a mindset, like a learning mindset, then we actually can like choose to see them as opportunities. Yes. So it's like taking a challenge and seeing it as an opportunity, like even working with a difficult person. You can say, okay, this person's difficult. Actually, wherever you go, you're going to deal with difficult people. And then there's always someone better and worse out there. So wherever you go, you're going to deal with probably someone else that's even more difficult. So you can use this as a learning opportunity on how to best deal with this person. So then you you can go somewhere else and you can have a better approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the line I always use is there is no failure. There's only feedback. So it's just like, oh, great that this opportunity has come up because they get a chance to learn and grow. Yeah. Can you explain that more? So if anything goes wrong, you know, we're often, well, I know for myself, I'm often so hard, like, oh my God, I failed. There was only five people at this dance or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's not failure. It's only feedback. Okay. I didn't promote enough. I didn't do this. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome that I get this opportunity to learn from this experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not a failure that whatever happened, it's, it's just feedback that you get to, you get to do something differently the next time. So what is it that you get to learn in this situation? Yeah, that's great. And how did you get here to this place? Like, how did, were you always so joyous? I I definitely, I was very joyful as a child. I actually came out of the womb smiling. And the doctor actually handed me to my mom and he's like, she hasn't, like, you know, actually the first thing is, it it has a dimple. We didn't even know if it was a boy or a girl. Yes, has a dimple. <laughs> so I must have been smiling or something when I came out. So that's kind of the famous story. That's but I, cute. I definitely was always quite a joyful child, and I'm always seeing like the positive in life. But in terms of my awareness to what it is that's created that, I've there's been a lot of things that I've done um, that have helped me to cultivate that sense of mindset and more importantly to be able to teach others to do that because I think it was all very good and well to be walking around happy and people were just like well you don't know what my life's like and you don't know what my night and for a while I actually felt a lot of guilt that and shame like oh I haven't had bad hardships and then I realized actually we've all had hardships I just never choose to make it mean that you know I've been through a divorce I've had um really challenge you know challenging breakups I've you know whatever some things like just like many others or you know many work things that hadn't worked out exactly the way that I planned or jobs that were stressful but I never made it mean anything other than just great this is awesome that I'm learning this and I once had a a panic attack actually when I was working as a management consultant in London I was working in a mental asylum helping them redesign their um the divisions of the asylum I had this necklace around my head that was if I got attacked I would pull it and I'm sitting in this asylum like stressed I was working till probably three in the morning every day I would then get up and go for my morning run at 6 a.m so I was not I was totally sleep deprived so stressed and all the things and every day I'd come to work with a massive smile on my face and I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, the best that I can with the resources that I've got. And I would like just shake and dance and do things throughout my day. And people are like, who are you? I'm like, I gotta do something because this is a lot. Like, 
you know, that was just stresses. But back to this mental asylum, I'm sitting in this asylum. And at one point I could feel like stress throughout my whole body. And I was like, I'm going to quit. I don't choose this anymore. Mm. And like but the people around me are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm done here. My work is complete. Like, but you can't quit. I was like, yeah, I actually can. Like this is, this is, I can feel this stress in my entire body wow. and this is not the path that I'm going to walk anymore. There's going to be something better for me. And people, but what are you going to do? And all the questions, I was just like, anything but this. And I literally, like, within a week, I walked, I went into HR's office and I was like, I am, like, burst into tears. I'm like, I've never felt this much grief and pain. Like, go and take, like, a few days off and relax. And there's also that piece of sometimes when we bottle so much in for so long, like, there's a solution around it. Mm -hmm. And people are more willing to help us than we think. And we think we've got to take it all on. So I guess Mm -hmm. from that experience, too, like, that was probably the one of the lowest I'd ever felt. Um, and even in that, it's like once I expressed what was there and they were like, go take a couple of days off, I became a whole new person. And I realized like the power of like not letting yourself get to breaking point to like expressing what you need. And so I don't know, I kind of went off topic a little bit there, but I guess I've had my moments of stress and I have been born like quite joyful, but there are definitely techniques. And especially from that moment, I realized like, there's got I've got to do more than that and that's not a sustainable way of being yeah I've gotten to that breaking point as well and I I feel like I've noticed people at that breaking point too and I feel like it's important that to kind of manage before we get there but then when we do we can name it yeah and when we receive help take it yes I think all our pride gets in the way yes or like ego gets in the way or whatever it is this this idea in our head that we can always do it by ourselves and I have this (laughs) I totally have this I'm like I can literally do everything by myself um and then when we're offered support to like grab onto it Mm. if you're offered a hand like grab it Mm -hmm. because I I also see people reaching their breaking points and then offering support and them not taking it. Mm. And then I'm like, but it's here for you. Yeah. I I can bring you to water, but I can't make you drink it. Yeah. It's the art of receiving is such a thing. I mean, you even see it on a very minute level in terms of a compliment. You know, someone will be like, mm. oh, you look beautiful. No, I don't really like my outfit or whatever. Or like, no, 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 I don't, you look beautiful. Like we're just so quickly to give it back. And that's like a very simple one. And then at work, I totally see it like, yeah we live in a society where we're like you know especially i find with women as well it's like we're trying to be so tough that we don't need any help we don't need any support we can do it on our own but actually not even wired that way like our our we go back to when we lived in community it was all like the work of the tribe together um is what makes a society flourish but we've kind of lost that over the years and probably being more on our computers and on our phones that we do more alone um, that maybe that's played into it. But yeah, I think that we need to receive more. It's like, the, you know, you look at the most successful people in the world, they're all delegating. Mm-hmm. Like they don't do the stuff that they're not supposed to do or they're not good at or that they're not the best at. Because we can train ourselves to be good at everything eventually. And I'm seeing this now, even like social media is not my thing. And mm-hmm. I sit on it and I sit for hours and I make these videos and I get so frustrated I'm like this is not joy this is not my I'm gonna delegate and for the first time in my life I'm now like paying other people to do stuff and it is like 
give me so much more energy. I'm like, oh, now I can actually do what I'm here to do because someone else loves that. Yeah. So if we can see it as a new way of like, actually, when we give other people responsibilities too, we're letting them do what they love. Yeah, and I'm surprised social media is not your thing because your Instagram is great. I'm getting better at it. It's so good. And I'm getting support too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I think also I had, social media is a funny one thing to thing too because I had a lot of stories around social media. Like I really didn't like to be on it because I, I wanted people to connect. And so I was like, but that's, they're not connecting. So if they're on Instagram, they're not socially engaging with other people. So I don't want to be um, encouraging this new way of like being on social media all the time. So I had that big story around that of like don't, make the problem worse by putting stuff up and then I came full circle around them like actually there's so much unhelpful stuff on Instagram if I give you the message of joy maybe someone will watch something and that might change their day that might spark them to be more joy so again I chose to change the narrative around it to benefit how I can help the world totally and there's positive and negatives around it yeah like, I think there's so much inspiration and yeah. connection even on Instagram yeah. like I am connected with people. Like, I know what they're doing, which yeah. I really like because then I see people. I'm like, I saw that you were on vacation, and I know that sounds creepy, but tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Although with what's worse sometimes, and it's a little bit, I'm seeing it a little bit more, is that when someone's like, oh, my God, Julie, how are you? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know you. And like, I've been watching all your stories, and, like, I people think they that I know them because they know me. That's yeah. like so much work. I'm like, I wish I knew you were because you seem awesome. I don't even know your name. You know? It's like, what's your Instagram? I know, and then I feel so bad. But I'm like, that's like, I guess, seeing someone through a, a phone as opposed to like naturally having that experience with someone. So that's where I'm like, I don't know. I just want to connect with everyone on a human level. Like, come and let's dance together and we get to really experience each other's energy. Yeah, you're big on dance. Yes. Um, with the Rise Disco. So what does dance do for you? And, or what do you think it brings to people? So, well, firstly, even neurologically, within seven seconds of listening to a song with an upbeat tone, our mood changes. So it's, we feel, yeah, feel more positive. So just the art of that is going to make you feel happy. So that's like one thing. Then even movement. We know you know, sitting is the new smoking and it's like, yeah. get up and move your body and movement moves energy. You know, we move energy through breath, through sound and movement. So incorporating that plus the elevated music, it's impossible to dance yourself sad. You know, you can dance off sadness and you can move through sadness with dance, but it's very rare that you will dance yourself sad whilst listening to an upbeat song. Like, I dare anyone on here. Like, just send me a message if you put on an epic track, dance around your house, you'd be like, I am sadder than when I started. There's, I think it's impossible. Unless maybe you injured yourself. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> True. By those sick dance moves. Yeah, like, sometimes I've pulled out my neck like, oh, oh that was... That was a bit of a whip, that one. <laughs> you know that song, like, whip it? I yeah. whip my hair, like, but I once, like, fully whipped my neck. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <know>, Sidetrack. <laughs> but, yeah, so dance, yeah, it's all about elevating your state through the music, mm. through the movement, and, and allowing, like, every memory is stored in our body. If you haven't read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. I have that uh, book. I started it. It's a bit dense. It's so very dense. 
it's hard for me to kind of get there. Yeah. Because I feel like in the beginning of a book, when it's really dense, you have to get to like a quarter of the way in, and yeah. then you're smooth sailing. Yeah. So I'm not there yet. Okay. So once you get into it, yeah. it's fascinating. And it can be super triggering reading it because you're like, what? Every single thing that's happened to me is inside my body in some way. That's some like some memory. Kinesiology is based off of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so with dance, what I love is if you set, and this is why the Rise Disco specifically with the structure that it is around starting with a bit of breath work, connecting with an intention, then dancing, then meditating. It's got the yin and the yang. It's got the balance of a full practice, but also that you're able to connect with something that you want to let go of that's inside your body somewhere mm-hmm. so whatever that intention is as you connect to it things and you bring in the breath work things will start to come up in the body and then you get to shift and move it so you walk away feeling lighter feeling more elevated and you've processed something that's been sitting in your body and if we don't move our bodies enough we create dis-ease in the body which you know it's is disease diseases are things that are trapped in the body that yeah mind blown i was like disease disease wait what yeah right so it's like there's things that are in the body and then it's it it gets worse and worse and worse never looked at and we sit and we just hold contain everything in the body i don't open to receive anything so we're just doing more doing more doing more sitting more and eventually things get worse and turn into disease so if we can try and meet problems when they're still sitting in the body somewhere and it's just a bit of energy trapped we can move through it and heal ourselves it's all about a release and heal right that's it yeah for for all of life it's like how do you like let go and how do you heal like these things i think are the hardest but most like rewarding things that you could possibly do and that like i truly believe that our soul is here to evolve we're here to grow and if we can choose to go to do, do practices to allow us to heal ourselves, great, because life will start to move more effortlessly and you'll be able to, yeah, gracefully move through life. Yes, challenges come up, but you've got the tools to move through them. Or if you choose not to do that, the universe will give you shit and you'll start to like problems will just appear in your face when you're not ready for them because it's like you haven't learned this lesson here's this one for you you know and it's just like oh god you know you keep getting bigger and bigger lessons yeah. and sometimes it's as bad as a terrible disease mm. that people wake up you know you hear people that are you know paraplegic or things happen and they it's like the greatest awakening for them um, and that was you know they were moving too quickly and things happened um, that's probably a bit extreme, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get that for sure. I had something similar. I was, I, my job causes a lot of stress. And, um, at one point in time I was so stressed out that my body was in pain from head to toe, wow. like stress, like it caused all this stuff. Cause there was no like one incident yeah. where something happened, but like my back was in pain every day. My neck, I couldn't move it. My foot was having a thing going on. My fingers were swollen from typing so much. Wow. That it was insane. Wow. And then I kind of just got to a state. I was like, all I do is work. Mm. My body is in pain every day. What the fuck am I doing <laughs> with my life? <laughs> I'm like, I can't even enjoy this shit because I'm in pain. I can't even like go work out as a release. Yeah. And then I'm working all the time. And then that was just kind of the breaking point. And mm. I was like, oh, well, now I'm going to change it. Yeah, and actually, great. now I have no body pain. 
Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it is often just a release. We can go back. Like, just how you're feeling now is perfect because everything you've done, you've chosen. And now you get to choose a new way Mm -hmm. and do the things that you know feel great for you. Um, so I love that. And, you know, we, we just had a great meditation together too. It's also about that balance, about mm-hmm. finding those, that release of energy through working out and then also meditating to allow the mind to kind of catch up and to allow everything in the body to integrate. Yeah. What are your top three tips to bring more joy to, to one's life? Come to the Rise Disco. Pick an affirmation. Cut now. <laughs> plug, plug, yeah, yeah. plug. Have some cacao. <laughs> oh my god, cacao though. Yes. So, do we want to talk about cacao? Well, cacao. Yeah. I, I, it is. I'm. I am going to be creating a um, a Rise cacao at some point. Mm. Um, so stay tuned, listeners. That will be available. Uh, but. Cacao is just an amazing, I, I think if you're a coffee drinker and you're addicted to coffee and like, I need my morning stimulant, I am. cacao is the greatest substitute because it gives you the same feeling, but um, you just feel more open, more expanded, more connected. You get the same caffeine hit? I think more. I, to be more? honest, I can't, I can't drink cacao every day. I mean, I don't drink coffee anymore either because for me, my mind gets quite racy. Mm-hmm. Whereas cacao, I'm like full, my whole body's energized. I'm a freak of nature and I love the jittery feeling that coffee gives me. Like I know that people, some people are like, oh, when I get there, it's too far. I love, like, I feel like I'm on speed and I like it. You'll, you'll feel the same for cacao. Really? Yes, if not more. If, and it's, you've got to have the right cacao, though. It's not just, like, the powder. Like, I would buy ceremonial grade cacao. I should have brought some. Totally should have brought some. I have packets at my okay. place. But, yeah, anyway, um, at the moment I'm stocking Frito cacao. This is great, but there will be a rise one coming soon. Okay, we'll have to put a link in the bio yeah, or the yeah. show notes so that everyone can yeah. access. Yeah, so, okay, so what are my tips? Yeah. Um, firstly, asking yourself what brings you joy because my version of joy may be totally different from someone else's. So even just sitting with that question and remembering what you did as a child would be my tip for listeners. But for me, it's definitely dance. Um, So putting on, even if it's just one track, waking up in the morning, putting on that song that lights me up. And I I think I mentioned this, I'm a master NLP practitioner, so I bring in visualization into it. Like, how do I want this day to be? How am I going to choose to show up today? And I almost like imagine the day as if it's already happened, knowing like, oh my God, I got to meet all these people and I got to find all these new clients. And I'm often manifesting the day that I want to create in the morning. So you're visualizing the day. As I'm dancing. Yes, I'll be like dancing, kind of of eyes open and eyes closed, you know, Mm -hmm. but it'll be a mix. Um, And sometimes I just like have this overwhelming sense of just joy in my heart about how the day is going to happen. And because I walk out with that feeling, it happens. It's like I'm radiating joy and so good things are happening. Totally. Um, So that's one. The second thing that I'm a big advocate is, is gratitude. Even if it is waking up in the morning and just like really thinking about something or someone that you're really grateful for and getting a full, like feeling that sense of love in your heart. Um, So, and often like for me, it's I'll picture someone's face and I'll just remember all the things that I'm so grateful for about that person and I send a little voice memo to that person. And that creates that moments of connection because often throughout the day, like I don't have time for everything and everyone that I 
but at least in the morning I know I've connected with someone that I love because I will never end up on my deathbed saying oh, I was just too nice so like you know I just yeah. said too much love to the world you know so. oh my god and this is the thing though actually there's this book that's like five regrets of the dying oh. and one of them and I think this is massive is that they wish so it was people who are in a in hospice who, that were saying you know what they regret and they regret not telling people how they feel yes because i think we all hold in how we feel about others i guess because in one way we think it's obvious yeah like when you think that someone looks great or when you have love for someone you think it's so obvious that yeah. like they already know the way that you feel about them but actually we don't know what's happening in other people's minds yes and that that one comment might totally change someone's day totally. and this isn't always about like giving out I think you got to give to yourself as well like maybe even what am I grateful for about myself in the yeah. morning so start with that and if you feel like you want to spread it out great if that doesn't feel true it's don't just do it because oh, I got to do my gratitude you know yeah it's less being so prescriptive about things but it's funny last night I went up to this guy and I was just like you look so hot tonight and he was like wow thanks so much for sharing that I'm like yeah, I was just thinking, and he's like, no one ever says that stuff. I'm like, oh, why not? And he's like, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. It's like when I think something positive, I try to then say it. Yeah. Because also it makes me feel good yeah. when I express to other people too. Yeah. Then I'm not just keeping it for myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the final piece is nature. Like if we can take time to switch off, like be go on a walk without your phone or go jump in the ocean and it can be as quick as like a five minute time in nature or, you know, I'm a, you know, I have a long morning routine. I spend like a good two hours, but like the, for my whole morning. Um, and part of it is always out in nature, whether that's feet in the sand or jumping in the ocean. I just think nature is our greatest like refresher of our energy. Um, and so taking that time to really be in nature or get out and go for a walk away from our phones um, to connect not even with other people, like just with the land, like the land that we stand on is so deeply healing. And we, I feel as a society as well, we've gotten so disconnected from the earth. And so knowing that nature can heal and it can be as quick as, you know, when I, I do this in the disco, um, which you would have experienced is to connect with the elements. So feeling the wind, feel the sun, mm. the fire, feel the earth um, and the water. And those elements, like we are nature, we go back to like the essence and I've actually got my, um, I'm recording a course this week actually on return to your true nature, which is joy, but through how do we connect to the elements, remember how to connect to that element because it's within us and each element represents something different. So, you know, mm. the, the earth is very grounding. So if you feel like, oh my God, my head's spinning, I'm like so stressed, come back to the earth, put your feet in the sand, and like, okay, I'm okay. I can ground myself. I'm supported. You look at water. It's so cleansing. It let, it will like washes washes away things. So you can use it as a metaphor. Even if you're in the shower and you want to, okay, what am I washing away right now? And using the mind to create a story that's going to help you to feel better. 
um, or whether it's the wind, you're feeling the, the air, and it's like, okay, what are the winds of change? What do I wanna move through right now to allow the winds of change to help me move through whatever it is that I'm going through? Mm. And then the fire, it's like, feel that sun on your face, you be like, okay, great. What's that fire in me that wants to express? Where's the energy that I wanna bring out into the world? And so we can use nature as a way to come back to ourselves and come back to a state of calm and a state of joy. So. Yeah, spend time in nature. Yeah, isn't there something in the air, in nature, that like automatically changes your chemicals or oh, something? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, look at tree hugging. There's like a tree oh, yeah. bathing was like a thing in Japan. Because tree so bathing? We, yeah, it was like, is it forest bathing? Forest bathing. Yeah, they. That, I think they like, I don't know, look it up. It's something like people were so stressed in Japan that they made it like, there became this new thing of yeah forest bathing where people would go out and just like lay in the forest and it would totally mm. change their state um you know but there's so much to learn when we can actually like be with the lessons of nature like every plant has a lesson and you know cacao is a plant medicine after all mm -hmm. so it is like a bringing the plant inside of you but you know i love that you've got plants all around your, your space it's you know it helps to calm the system down mm -hmm. um Totally. Yeah. I cleanse, like I go into the ocean most days and then at the end of the day when I shower, I imagine cleaning off the whole day and like detaching from any one that has attached to me that day or yeah. any energy that I picked up along the way. I just imagine like it's all coming off and going into the drain. Right. Yeah, exactly that. That's like the greatest thing you can do is start to use your mind to work for the stories that you want to create. And that's mm -hmm. all like NLP. That's like my medicine for coaching. Oh, my, not my medicine, my like methodology for coaching, but it is mm -hmm. like if you can create metaphors of anything that you're doing to be like, oh, this is really serving me right now, this, you know, this shower because I'm cleansing. Well, exactly what you did is the power of the mind. And so use it to help you to feel whatever it is that you're choosing to feel, knowing that it's all a choice. Totally. And you mentioned before about like how you'll envision the day and then kind of go out and see that through. Yeah. And there's something in that because if you kind of envision that you're going to have an amazing day, your brain is going to pick up yes. like beauty throughout the day, right? Because yes. then you're naturally, your lens is looking for the amazing parts of the day. Yes. Right? Well, it's also every second your brain is trying to process 200 billion bits of information, right? Fathom that, 200 billion. Oh. But we're only consciously able to process 2,000. So of the um, 400 bits, what 2,000 is your brain taking in? Because my brain's taking in very differently what your brain's taking in. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be based on what we program it to see. So if you already are choosing to see the world a certain way, that's what's going to come in because you're creating, that goes back to the neural networks that we're creating. And so to already start to orchestrate that for yourself is how we do it through, you know, man, like choosing to experience something before it's experienced so the brain can, so that the mind when it sees things can bring that into your reality. Mm, so a lot plays into manifesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's awareness. It's manifesting, but also like we can't, there's so much going on. And like, what are we, what are we choosing to see is going to be based on where we've come from. So what, what our, because 
the brain is constantly filtering, distorting, deleting things that aren't relevant for us to see based on our past, we're only going to get certain information because it's too much for our brain to, to process everything. Just like a baby, right? When they're born, they and everything if they are like they have no processing system that's why babies sleep so much because it's exhausting for the brain to take in information mm. but after seven years we've seen a lot of the same stuff and so then the brain's like i don't need to be like oh my god that's a computer that's a computer okay log that's a computer it's just like that that just is that's a computer i know what all these things are but we have all these labels some of them are really helpful some of them are really not helpful you might see someone with dreadlocks and the, the program that you have is that person's ex or whatever and then you don't make friends with that person who's has dreadlocks because you've got judgments around them mm. or you whatever it is the stories that we create based on our past if we want to really live a life of like I am creating and everything is working out for me you can start to expand your awareness through creating that with the start of your day Sorry, that's a lot. <laughs> that was great. And this relates actually back to dance because a lot of people don't think that they're good dancers. Yes. So a lot of people are embarrassed to dance, self-conscious, won't dance unless they're drunk or whatever. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's like, who's listening, who's like, no, 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 I don't dance. That's not happening. Yeah. So firstly, we can all dance. If you can walk... <laughs> You can dance. Actually, even if you can't walk, you can still dance because you've still got your arms or you can shake your head. Whatever it is, everyone can dance. And dance has been used by like so many, like go back to every ancient culture. Like dance is a part of community. It's a part of connection. So there is no I can't dance. There may be judgment around yourself as to whether you think you're good or bad. And that again, that's just a label based on how you were told what was good or what was bad. And so I just encourage you to like break beyond the barrier of what is a good move because we don't say you have a good talking voice. All our talking voices are totally different. It just is. It's just the way that my voice expresses through me is the way your body expresses through you or you have a weird walk. It's like, there no one is, says yeah, that. it's like, that's just how I move and that's yeah. how I like to express. And the other thing is what you'll notice is that the more we free ourselves from the mind, and the more we come into our bodies, our expression starts to get bigger. Like I am not a trained dancer. I have, you know, I got kicked out of ballet school when I was little. <laughs> like I am no way a dancer. I just, my body, it's my body expressing. So taking off the idea that we're dancing and we're just allowing our bodies to move can sometimes be helpful. Um, and the other thing is um around dance is that when you come to a rise disco you'll see as well that because i'm totally freaking ridiculous it gives you full permission to be that and it's about connecting to that childlike spirit within you with a lot of the stuff so that you can bring that sense of creativity that sense of innocence meaning like making no sense like in no sense not making sense of everything yeah. because in that headspace of like all is possible like amazing things drop in for what you want to create in your life or who you should meet or who, whatever it is, like intuition is sharpened through the power of dance. Yeah, it's not about your dance moves, it's about how you're experiencing it. Yeah. And I'd just like to say to listeners, no one gives a shit about how you dance. Yes. Oh, no yeah. one cares. Yes. Like legit, no one's even looking at you because they're focused on their own dance moves. A hundred percent. Actually, that's the one thing I was going to say. That's the line was... And I always say this is if you if you think you're being judged, remember the only person that's judging you is you. 
So let go of that judgment because no one cares. No one cares. (laughs) No one's looking at you. Everyone's so concerned with themselves. Yeah. (laughs) So let yourself close your eyes and just move because the body is always speaking to us. The question is, are we listening? That's true. That's really beautiful. What I'm most passionate about is spreading this message to corporates. So Mm -hmm. I came from the management consulting world and the sales world and what I noticed is that I was doing a lot of these things and seeing great results in my like work life that I then, that was when I started my sales training program, which is called Sold. So S-O-U-L apostrophe D. It's all about bringing your soul to the sale where the essence is stop selling, start connecting. And so I train salespeople on how to connect with themselves, how to connect better with others. And a lot of that, it like it starts from within. So bringing that positive mindset to work every day will change the way you connect with others because you're coming from that same like, I can do this. This is awesome. All the things we were talking about, um, seeing every challenge as an opportunity for growth. Um, and then more recently, so I've been doing that for a few years and sold, I, yeah, I love sales training. I love working with people and I love working in corporates, just getting them to shift their mindset and change the way they do things. Um, and now more recently, I'm now running um, Rise Discos within corporates because a lot of companies have feeling a lot more disconnected than ever before. Their teams are a little bit, some people working from home. And so we're losing that sense of community and connection. And so it's been really fun coming into corporates, running a Rise Disco, getting the team finally all together, getting people living like moving in unity um, and it creates like a hierarchy free, a judgment free zone and just full permission to be silly around their colleagues. And it's been really fun seeing managers like dance and just like everyone seeing their humanness again and seeing the playfulness and um, and then also it brings that infusion of joy into an organization. So mm-hmm. um I, I think I'm really excited about shaking up. Of all the things, I love all the things, but corporate is definitely where it's where I've come from. It's what I know. And to be able to share this kind of timeless wisdom um, into places where people are kind of forgotten, like dance. we don't need alcohol to dra- dance. And this is a fun way without having Friday night drinks, you get to experience the joy and connection um, when right in your office. There's kind of so much that goes that happens in the corporate environment or the day-to-day gets so serious yeah it gets so serious that you're kind of like this isn't about joy it's about like getting shit done yeah and how can then people kind of reframe that yeah so i think it's still those moments like life is is the balance it is that yin and the yang anyway and Mm -hmm. it's like we find times during our day to be like i'm pretty serious when I'm doing the stuff that I need to get done but then I make it's like my fun alarm goes off and it's time to get up and dance for five minutes so it's like making those moments throughout the day to bring joy for yourself and also like Mm. connection is helpful when we sit and we have those water cooler chats like that sparks joy Um, and so we have lots of opportunities for connection in the office which is great Mm. and uh, the the issue we've had the past couple of years is because of COVID, everyone's working a different way. We're now, we now want to be working from home. We want the flexibility, but we're missing that sense of community and connection. Mm-hmm. And I think there's been a lot of like, because we had masks on for so long that people just aren't getting as close as they used to. There's like mm-hmm. this intimacy piece that's also missing. And so 
um, or like, yeah, connection, physical connection. People don't really hug like, mm-hmm. oh, and we don't really hug in the workplace either. That's like no. another thing. It's like considered yeah. so taboo. Um, and so with Rise, even though you're not hugging, you get that sense of like you feel connected to someone, you're following the same mm-hmm. dance move. And yeah. um, so it's a really fun way for people and employees to connect. Mm-hmm. And I think more than ever, we're needing this infusion of joy, this infusion of connection. And so I'm just grateful to be someone who's spreading that. That's great. Yeah, sometimes like when I'm in a really serious chat or something or, or a serious project not like you know when it's appropriate to joke around then all of a sudden like something happens and you just start bursting out laughing, laughing right and then everyone's cracking up even though you're working on this like intense project and then you're like okay I feel better like that was a release and now let's get back to it yeah yeah and they're getting back to it like I think there's a lot of joy in doing like serving in like doing your work like you get I mean I know I do I get a lot of satisfaction when I like write an article or I've just had a one-on-one client which was really intense but you finish it like wow oh that was great like there's there is we're wired for that to create things and do things and be in that masculine I get shit done energy which is great so that's not to say like I because I'm doing that I'm not being joyful like there's joy in that it's just a different form of joy and that's joy in achievement in determination in yeah so I think we need to reframe as well like you know that sitting down at our desk and getting stuff done that's awesome and it's joyful it's just a different form oh totally i get like this weird hit of dopamine yeah whenever i achieve something yeah i like i am a freak like this is it like working i work like crazy and i know that there's like an underlying unconscious program here running that like gets this freaky like hit of something of excitement when I achieve something. Yes. Well, so I'll, I'll finish on this one piece is so dopamine's great, but we're missing the other chemicals. So happiness and joy comes from dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. So how do you get your daily dose of happiness? So we get heaps of dopamine through getting shit done, but we're lacking the other things. So oxytocin, looking at people in the eyes, having that physical touch, you can play with a pet, you'll get oxytocin. Serotonin you get from, you know, that's why a lot of people have MDMA. It's like the you just get a huge release of serotonin, which makes you happy. But you can get that through being in the sunshine, having like a few minutes of sun in your face. You can get it through listening to music, upbeat music, a positive emotion will strengthen, a negative emotion will weaken within seven seconds of listening to that music. And dance brings serotonin through the body, creates that chemical in the brain. And then endorphins, a lot of people get the endorphins through exercise, which is great. Or you can also get it through meditating. Uh, You'll get serotonin through meditating. Um, And endorphins you can get through, yeah, moving the body. But we're so focused on the the dopamine and the endorphins that we're missing the oxytocin Mm. and the serotonin in natural ways. And so just being mindful of that, of how do I get my daily dose of joy? Great. Bring in all those, those elements. Those are some great practical tips for everyone listening. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Any final words that you want to leave our listeners with? Get up and dance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And with that, I have an idea. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I'm going to play a song, Great. and do you want to do, like, a, a dance, and then you can also, like, speak in the sure. guide them? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, shall we do our guided dance? Let's dance. So, everyone listening, get ready. We're going to do a guided dance 
for you to let loose and shake it out. We want to see you shake your ass and video it and send it to me. Yes. <laughs> Tag us. Tag a batch. Okay. All right, so let's begin just by getting into the feet. So we're going to connect from the feet all the way up to our head. So just stomping out those toes, those feet. So if there's any stress that's in those feet, just kicking those feet out, those legs out. And bringing that energy up into the hips. Just shaking out those hips a little bit. And encouraging you to go where you are not, to move your hips in different ways. You don't normally move them. So maybe it's thrusting, maybe it's shaking them out to the side. Around, so shake those hips, let it all go. And bringing in any breath, any sound, any movement to move any energy through the body. Drawing that energy into the shoulders, those arms, allow your arms to move a little bit wildly. Again, this isn't about dancing, this is about your arms wanting to express themselves, to move.
and celebrate yourself. the rest of your day and say thank you thank you thank you to you thank you for listening you little, little legend and thank you for dancing with us we were indeed dancing in my studio apartment and it was lit if you've enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend all of Courtney's details are in the show notes you can find her at Courtney Krulis on Instagram That's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-K-R-U-L-I-S. Shout out to Pat Byrne, a.k.a. Beso Palma, for the beats that we just jammed out to. He's fucking awesome. Also his details in the show notes as well. So follow him for sure. And see you next time. Have a joyful day. Go deep inside. Go deep inside.